We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, the Texans. Winner, winner, uh, or more importantly, loser goes home. Winner advances, man. Playoff, uh, playoff um, atmosphere Saturday night versus the Indianapolis Colts. You win, you're in. You lose, you go home. Uh, the only thing that can make this better, boys, is if it was at home. It's against the Colts, division opponent, um, a playoff appearance on the line, potentially a uh, division championship on the line if, if the uh, stars align for you and you win this ball game. Uh, and it looks like, for the most part, um, that the Texans are, in some degree, going to at least have um, some key players uh, this week, starting with C.J. Stroud. Uh, they're going to have a handful of key players that we know are healthy, but the injury report, Bajani, is... Not as long as it's been all year. We've been talking about. Damn it, man! I got to get my I got to get my readers out just to read it because the font's so small. Because there's damn near thirty names on there. Well, it's different looking this year than it usually is. This week, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not as long. The font's a little bigger. It was only a walkthrough today, by the way. But boy, are these? Uh, yeah, it's a walkthrough for the for the Texans. Mm-hmm. But boy, are are these uh, are these not some really really important players um, to have not participated today? Um, Will Anderson Jr., ankle, did not participate. Although I do anticipate him playing and playing more than the 12 snaps that he played last week. But for right now, he did not participate in this walkthrough uh, on Tuesday, which would is your typical uh, Wednesday from a scheduling standpoint. Uh, Andrew Beck, tight end slash fullback. Uh, he's played a lot this year. Uh, he did not participate out with a calf. Not real sure what to think of that, having him having missed last week's game. All I know is Brevin Jordan is uh, and was a solid fill-in for him and, and could potentially be the future at that position. Noah Brown, wide receiver, uh, a back injury, did not practice. Now, this comes on the heels of another injury that kept Noah Brown um from participating throughout the week. I don't think he missed a game from it the last couple of games. I don't think Noah Brown missed a game. No. But but I know in practice he was dealing with, I think it was a knee or, or quad or hamstring it was, or something. It was a knee, and then it became a hip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and now on this, it's a back. So Noah yeah. Brown clearly beat up pretty bad. Malik Collins did not play last week. Uh, he did not practice today, again, with a hip. That To me, that's one of the big boys right there. You get him back in there. 
uh, this week, it, it would solidify that front to some degree. Jonathan Grenard, defensive end, edge rusher, your double-digit sack, your, your, your sack artist, if you will, um, did not practice today. Uh, ankle is his issue. Sheldon Rankins um, did not practice today. Ankle. Um, I would expect him at a touchdown last week. We had him on the post-game show. Appeared to be fine. I would expect this to be more of a rest day. Mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil left last week's game uh, with a groin. He's reportedly had a knee issue all year long. Now it's a groin. He did not practice today. And finally, last but not least, wide receiver Robert Woods did not practice today due to a hip. He left last week's game uh, at some point in time, uh, as did Noah Brown with with uh, the hip and back issue uh, for those two. Um, but shorter list, but uh, quite a few big names on that list. Sean. Other good news, you know, in regards to this list, per reports from uh, Cody Stutes, who was out at practice today, I saw on his Twitter that Will Anderson at least was present, along with Malik Collins, Jonathan Grenard, uh, Laramie Tunsil. Those are the ones that I can confirm per reports that were actually present at practice and at least watching from the side. Uh, other reports said they did not see Noah Brown, nor did they see Robert Woods. Not certain about Sheldon Rankins, but you mentioned about Rankins. You know, he's been one of the ones here in probably about the last month that Wednesday practice rolls around, which they're really screwing with us <laughs> on this practice report because it says Wednesday with all the DNPs on it. Today's Tuesday, and I've been messed up on my days for probably a week and a half because not used to Christmas being on a Monday. Monday felt like Sunday, and today feels like Wednesday, but it's Tuesday. It hadn't been not untypical for guys like Rankins and Collins and Tunsil and Shaq Mason and Noah Brown, Robert Woods, to get those rest days. You know they're banged up, but they're going to rest regardless. Well, I I think one name not on here that we talked about earlier that I'm, I'm glad to see that he's not on this list at this point in time in the week is Nico Collins. Because whether they play or not, even if they're just banged up, Robert Woods and Noah Brown are your, uh, I would say, your your three and four option on this team in terms of pass catchers. I think that the two most important are Nico Collins right now and and, uh, and Dalton Schultz right now. Um, so good to see that Nico Collins is not on this list. I'll be honest with you, given that, that I know he played last week, but he's coming off a calf injury. I'm surprised he wasn't on this list, to be honest with you. To some degree, at least it's limited, but well, these are all did not practice guys. I don't remember at what point in the game it was, but he made a catch through traffic and got up and was shaking his left arm. Yep. And I, you couldn't tell if it was fingers, if it was a hand, if it was an elbow, a yep. forearm, whatever, but he went over, left for one play. Trainer looked at him. And they didn't bandage anything up at the time, but he went right back out there. And so I thought for sure, like, ah, man, that might be something that lingers and he'll show up on, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday's report. But thankfully, you're right. I mean, he's not out there. That is somebody they need because the one thing is you're kind of talking through that whole thing that worries me a little bit about the real options for the Texans outside of Nico and Dalton in the pass game. And what Slowick's been able to dial up every once in a while with Devin as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I worry about them being one-dimensional and a defense like the Colts. I know we talked about their inexperienced secondary, how depleted they are, but being able to kind of neutralize what the Texans can do offensively, that bothers me. Well, look, I think Robert Woods and Noah Brown being on this list as not practiced, as did not practice. I mean, look, I, that's that's uh, if that happens tomorrow, I'm going to be concerned. 
mm-hmm. right? I mean, those that that is quality, quality depth, and I think all these receivers being these pass catchers being complimentary are 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 how they've had success, right? It's not top heavy with one guy doing all the heavy lifting. There's been multiple guys go for over a hundred yards. There's been multiple guys catch touchdowns, and so uh, I just know this is if Nico Collins, along with Noah Brown and Robert Woods, is is questionable, is is injured, is limited then you got major problems. As long as Dalton and Nico are healthy, you got a shot. The other one, my other concern, is the guy that is on this list right here, and it's Jonathan Grenard. I believe the Texans need Jonathan Grenard desperately in this particular ballgame. You put Jonathan Grenard on one side and Will Anderson on the other. Again, Will Anderson's on here as well. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) You put those two guys coming off the end, you've got – one guy that's proven statistically with the stats to go get two, two and a half sacks to be a game changer in critical moments. And Will Anderson, who I believe did it last week in in, in a very uh, small sample size, had two back-to-back sacks. You got game changers coming off the end. And in a game like this, off both ends, and in a game like this, um, you're going to need that. Yeah, and so I I think Jonathan Grenard, Johnny Greener, yep, that guy. It, it, you know, Nico not being on it, Jonathan Grenard being on it. Both of those are guys to keep an eye on because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. We'll see how it all 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 uh, boils down here as the week rolls on. It's going to be a funky week though because of the the short the short week. Um, we'll see how they handle practice today. Is typically your first practice is typically a heavier workload, and hell, they walk through so. You know, we'll we'll see what Wednesday and Thursday look like before a Saturday night ball game. Red twenty-two. Sean, it's uh it's bowl season. Uh, really, bowl season is coming gone. All you got left is, is the the national title game. Do we have any games? Is there any more bowl games this week? Are they all they all done? They're, they didn't they didn't sneak one in after the the semifinals. No, we, um, we, we already had the all-popular Pop-Tart Bowl, so oh, nothing great. to look forward Cheez-It, to now besides January 8th. Cheez-It tried to do some Pop-Tart type <laughs> stuff, man. I wonder if they're owned by Oh, the that period. Pop-Tart guy would have whooped that Cheez-It guy's oh, ass. Oh, is that not phenomenal? But bowl, bowl season has has come and gone, and, and, and look, we, we need to put to bed. I know there's a lot of frustration. I, I, I know there, there's Especially a lot of emotion emotion involved in bowl season. Right, because even if your if your team's not playing, you're at home a lot over the holidays, and 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 we all like to sit around and watch and wager on college sports. Can we put one thing to bed? College football bowl games are going nowhere. Of course, we're not going to have fewer games. Oh no, hell no. We're not going to do away with bowl games. It's it's just plum ass silly. Every time I have a conversation with somebody in and around the college football landscape, one one bowl game stinks, or they have to move it from the Bahamas to Charlotte because the stadium in the Bahamas is getting worked on, and it's I don't know why they had that bowl game anyway. Yada yada yada. Beat you, dine you, host you, house you. That's it. And who passes <laughs> up on that? Who passes up on that right there, Mayor? Look, here, here's the reality of it. Right, a lot of folks are frustrated with bowl games because of what we watched with Georgia and Florida State. And I'm not even talking about the Florida State wasn't even in the college ball playoffs. Forget that part of Florida State season. But look at what happened to them in a bowl game. They played a really good team, and their quarterback was already hurt, and they had several. They had several NFL-caliber players that had 
that chose to sit out and prepare for the NFL or more not take the risk of getting injured. So here's here's the deal. That particular situation, if you want to jump on Georgia and Florida State and say that that's why that's going to be solved with college football playoff expansion. You you're not going to have to worry about the top 12 football teams in America. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 Georgia Florida State situation is going to be solved. The top the top teams in America year year after year their players are going to play because they're still going to be playing for a championship, right? Yeah. You move the transfer window back, right? Right now, the transfer, and if you just move it back to to, to January second through January seventh, whatever the window is, move it back to after the first round of the semi the, the, of college football playoff, the semifinal, and then the players that all chose to transfer which required them to miss their bowl game, which, again, left a lot of teams shorthanded, those players, the majority of them, stay and play and then transfer afterwards, right? There's go- Sure, there's going to be a handful of situations where you've got Drake May and you got Caleb Williams who are slotted to be top five picks quarterbacks and their team didn't sniff the college ball playoff. So they were in a regular bowl game. And those guys sit out. Jaden Dan, uh, Daniels, the kid from uh, from uh, LSU. Mm-hmm. Is it Jaden or Jalen? I think it's Jalen. Jalen. Either way it goes. Wins the Heisman Trophy and I ain't got his first name. Imagine that. Um, but either way it goes, there's going to be the quarterback that sits out because his team isn't doesn't make the... the Sorry, Jalen's the Kansas City Jayhawks quarterback. Jaden Jaden, okay. LSU. It's... Um, you know that's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with that every now and then. But there, there are a there's a boatload of money tied up in bowl games, and we just we've been what kind of you think you think uh, pop tarts? You think pop tarts got 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 the the bang for their buck that they wanted? Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hell Kansas yeah. State, NC State. Now it's a good matchup. But the pop tart, as long as there's companies out there, but people don't care about that. Don't care about Pe- what? People don't care that a multi-billion dollar company got more money and more exposure out of that. People want to see good football. And those football games I don't give suck a ass. I, I don't oh I disagree. I, sure there there are bad there are bad. I don't want to watch games. a six and six versus a, a, a seven and five squad play in the dot com bowl or a bad boy mower bowl. Well, I don't that, care. That, that's fine. Then then don't watch it. Don't but I mean I the, the, the deal is is Tyler and I are gonna watch and we're gonna wager on that game. Right and and, and, and at <laughs> money, the end of the day, the, the the point is, is everybody thinks like I keep hearing people talk about, oh, they're just going to do away with a bunch of these bowl games. No, they're not. They're not. It's not <laughs> going to happen. And, and I think that, that like the bowl games will be better if they fix the transfer window, right? And and look, every year there's there's bad bowl games. Every year there's bad bowl games. Mm-hmm. But to sit around this year and act like there weren't good bowl games, no, there were good bowl games. Right there, there were a handful of teams that that didn't perform well that everybody expected to perform well, mm-hmm. and and, and it, it's it's a topic of conversation. I, I just I just hate that that it's people think they're going to go away. They're they're not. The other the other thing about it is you talk about the six and six. To me, when we get down to those teams, Sean, it's like I can understand where you may not want to watch it, but at that point in time, that six and six football team needs that bowl game more than anybody. That's going to play a bowl game. You get twelve to fifteen extra practices. 
Mm-hmm. You get to work on your depth. You get to see what you're going to – I mean, it's just like that work is very valuable for those football teams. Oh, yeah. Teams. I'm not going to discount that. I mean, but the the thing is with the college football situation anyway, especially with bowl – just period. College football, period. The allegiances are to those alums or, you know, people closely tied to those – universities for one reason or another you know yeah yeah it it, it, most of the people don't get behind those games one because they're not very good teams playing in them and they just happen to be on so there's no way they're making um but that's never changed though sean there's always always been six six wins has always been what you got to get to there's always been bad like early bowl season is not good football teams and, but, that, but, exactly. but we still watch. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know if you still watch. Your TV's on because who doesn't want football in the background when you're moving around the house and hanging out with family this time of year and drinking and eating? You got plans going on. Nobody's really sitting down in Houston, Texans, Houston, Texas to watch a Toledo versus Appalachian State bowl game. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, nobody cares. Nobody well, I, cares. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a that's a convenient pick for your conversation. Toledo, really? <laughs> no, I mean, saying. Toledo App State. That, that's what you go with. Any, any, any I mean, did, did you team. did you care to watch Kentucky Clemson this week? I mean, this year, I did watch it because we were doing a show and it was on right in front of us. So you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have cared to watch that before. See, I, I would I would have no like, because to me Clemson's, that was very interesting and a big part of it is Clemson is, is appears to be sliding. They're seven and four, right? Right, yeah, it's a bad year for Clemson, yeah. and can it get worse? And it's bowl season, and hell yeah, I want to watch it. How can you not be interested in K- Kentucky Clemson? Because it means nothing. How about where you were you? What none of them mean anything except for the two you watched last night. Exactly. Well, you Debbie <laughs> down in some of them. <laughs> exactly. It's college football bowl games are like the Kentucky Derby. Like I only care about what actually means something. Yeah, yeah I don't care about all the races to get got, into the I Kentucky Derby. Right I want to watch the Kentucky Derby. A lot Derby. of betting on Kentucky Derby. I want to yeah. watch the Indy five hundred. I still got bragging rights in my household because I beat Texas on, on uh, January one, two thousand, baby. And it was right. guess what? It was for nothing. That's but, right. But what you guys are talking <laughs> but about But I still I still get love for it. Any longhorn come at me. Yeah, well, last time I got on the field with y'all, I whooped that ass. What <laughs> you guys are talking about is the only reason. The average person not affiliated with those schools or universities watch. It's because they're gambling I, on I, it. I disagree. I, like, I think gambling is saving. Like this you're crap. clearly an NFL guy. I'm a. I I'm think, a, there, I'm a I, think relevant. There, I think there's a lot of college football. I think there's a lot of college football fans, including myself. Like I enjoyed the hell out of that that A and M Oklahoma State game. I stay. I stayed an hour longer away from my wife and my two babies because that game was interesting to me. I, it, it's a Texas school. I'm more interested in that um, than than anything else that we've talked about. But it's not like I'm going to change my plans to watch that because I'm not affiliated with it. I'm a Houston Cougar. That's it. We all three can agree, though. I mean, like last night, that's that's an inning we can all be happy with. Watching the Longhorns a lose great down game. like that. Yes. Yeah, it. it was a great oh, game. Something that means something. That's what I meant. Great game, but we can all be happy about that. <laughs> I just uh, I get what you're saying, Clint. But ultimately, they're going uh, nowhere. Ultimately, was my point. You're right. They're not going anywhere. But uh, they ain't gonna be on my TV screen. That's for damn sure. Coming up next, it's not the matchup. I guarantee it, and you know it. We're talking about college football. It's not the matchup really anybody wanted around these parts. But will it be the best game you possibly could have gotten? 
That's next Monday night. We'll talk about it. Sports Radio 610. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. All right, and for Ron today, he'll be back tomorrow. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Clint Sterner. T-Mill doing his thing. Uh, coming up next segment, we'll talk about uh, Texans' best-case playoff scenario. What do you want? Assuming the Texans continue to control their own destiny and uh, beat playoffs. the Colts. Yeah, playoffs. Jim Mora, get your ass out of here. You can only dream of that stuff now. Couldn't take care of business 20 years ago. You ain't got nothing to do with it now. We suck. Yep. You do. All right. You know what maybe a lot of people think does suck? Coming up next Monday night, January 8th, NRG, College Football Playoff Championship is this matchup. Michigan and Washington coming to Texas to play a championship game? I know you wanted Alabama-Texas. Hell, I wanted Alabama-Texas. Who didn't want that? I mean, I know you, Tyler. (laughs) Damn Aggie. Get out of here. I mean, well, I, 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 look, I, I think I think everybody wanted Alabama, Texas, with the game being here. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you the, the cost of admission went down significantly. I heard the in the loop guys breaking down the numbers, but the cost to get in the building went down significantly. I mean, like from twenty some odd hundred to eight hundred dollars to get in the building. Yeah. It, it was a big financial hit. Needs to come down more to fit in my tax bracket. But yeah, that, I know what you're saying. Ain't that the damn <laughs> truth? But but uh, yeah. So look, I I think I think when you look at the two potential outcomes of of who it could have been, I think Alabama Texas would have been the, the sexier matchup just from the the two brands. I think Texas Michigan uh, was was would have been the other matchup that would have been would have been really really sexy. Um, I, I think when you throw Washington in there, even though I do believe that that they got this right, the two best teams in college football are in the championship game. I, I think for some reason when you bring a, a a team from the Northwest down here uh, that not a lot of people have seen play much ball this year outside of last night's game, I, I think I think the, uh, the 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 appeal goes down a bit. So um, yeah, I, I would say if you could have handpicked the matchup. To be here at NRG Stadium for the College Ball Championship, I believe this would have been the, the the fourth option you would have picked. But don't you think now that after having watched both of those games last night, that you've got the best possible matchup? I mean, you look at that Michigan defense, see how they flexed yeah. against uh, Alabama, and then Michael Penix Jr., man, the best quarterback going right now in college football, finished second in the Heisman. Dude had a game last night. Maybe... Maybe a season of destiny for him. Maybe the team of destiny this season for 
for Washington and the Huskies. You've got both of those teams going now. Maybe that's the best matchup we possibly could have gotten, and we'll have it on Monday. Look, we got a sexy matchup when it comes to football. I, I believe this. I believe Michael Penix is the best quarterback in college football. I think he's the best prospect, in, in, NFL prospect, in, in college football. Now maybe splitting hairs there with Caleb Williams, and it may be a recency bias, but but I, I just I love the way this kid plays plays the position man you're talking about a rare elite combination of arm strength uh and quick release uh, that that is just is absolutely rare and there's some serious arm talent there that i didn't think was there initially when i saw him playing at indiana this this is when it comes to distributing the football accurately aggressively uh with authority you know across the field there's nobody in the game right now in the college game that's doing it the way that Michael Penix is doing it in this Washington offense, and he's got some hellacious weapons. And so I, I, I personally believe that you've got the best offense in college football. I believe that you've got the best quarterback in all, in, in all of college football, and they're going against what I believe, and really statistically I think it's, it's factual, um, they're going against the best defense in college football. You talk about maybe having the best quarterback going in college football. Did you hear what Jim Harbaugh said last night after the game uh, about his quarterback? If you didn't, take a listen. Here's what he had to say about J.J. McCarthy. And in overtime against Alabama, I think the last quarterback to win in overtime against Alabama was none other than Tom Brady. And uh, you know, I've said it before, but this is right here. This is this is the greatest quarterback in University of Michigan football, college football history. Uh, got a long way to go to get to the to uh, get where Tom Brady eventually got to, uh, which is the GOAT. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's lapped the field when it comes to that. But uh, in a college career, uh, there's been nobody at Michigan better than, than J.J. Um, and I know we, we, we talk about an amalgamation of quarterbacks. Uh, he, is, he, is, he is that guy. You what? lost me at amalgamation. I don't know what the hell that means. But. <laughs> he invoked the goat and then used a very large word in which I maybe have only heard once, but I had no idea what it means. <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 don't, I think I think when you talk about Harbaugh, he, he he took the opportunity to really take some shots and and defend his group and um, uh, stir the pot a bit uh, consistently. Not just with the JJ McCarthy comments, but the the comments about in response to him being suspended half the games this year, all that kind of jive. Um, but, but in terms of, of the matchup, I don't know where JJ McCarthy ranks in, in Michigan history, but, uh, in terms of the matchup, JJ McCarthy is the second best quarterback in the championship game this year. Um, it, it is, it's contrasting styles. You got a physical brand bruising, uh, downhill run, run heavy football team, run oriented football team versus a pass happy football team in, in Washington. I, I, I just think that the matchup is absolutely Absolutely uh, tremendous. Now, one thing I will agree with with Harbaugh is is that I, I do think JJ McCarthy is a Heisman caliber quarterback. Like I, I don't know what I don't I don't didn't study Michigan this year, and I, I don't know exactly what happened. I know the Heisman hype was was hot early on with him, um, and, and I don't know if the year maybe just didn't go according to plan or uh, the stats aren't there. I don't know. The numbers exactly are why. fantastic. Twenty eight hundred yards, seventy three. Uh, percent completion percentage and a twenty-two to four touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, I mean twenty-two touchdowns and would you say twenty? How many? How many yards? 
Uh, twenty-eight. Yeah, that, I mean that, those stats are just not not going to get it done, even if you win all your games. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. Very good. Yeah. Um, but but I I I think that they had they had hopes of him being, um, putting up bigger numbers and 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 at least being in the in the Heisman hunt down the stretch. Um, probably will be next year. Um, but I'm telling you, this, this matchup is is absolutely tremendous because again, the Michigan, what Michigan did yesterday, their D line versus Alabama, mm. was was absolutely phenomenal. And guess what, Washington's got they got the best offensive line in football. It's gonna be good. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, be good, it, man. You want to see best on best? I mean, you're you're looking at I don't even know if it's arguable, but they got the best receiving core in all of college football, top to bottom. They got the best offensive line according to the the, the award, the Joe Moore awards, the best total offensive line. They they won that award. I believe that they've got the best quarterback in college football, and I think anybody that has him outside their top three is crazy. Um, and and all of that versus the best defense in, in America. Yeah, I'm anxious to just uh, see a little bit of controversy made here. If Michigan's able to win on Monday night, mm-hmm. can you imagine the hate? The hate that is going to be delivered and felt throughout college football after the cheating scandal and that controversy this season. That's what I'm looking forward to, really. <laughs> uh, that's going to be something uh, something to see, though. Should be a great, great game. Monday night, NRG, January 8th, right here in Houston, Texas. Coming up next, which scenario would be the best possible thing for your Texans, assuming They get to play extra football beyond Saturday and beat the Colts. Which scenario would be the best thing? We'll talk about it next. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley. Clint Sterner here along with T-Mill. 713-572-4610 if you want to be a part of it. We'd like to hear from you. Which scenario would be the best thing for the Texans. Question Clint asked yesterday. We didn't really have an opportunity to get into it. We talked so much about the uh, game that was this past Sunday at NRG, the uh, victory over the Titans, but it's now a winner go home against the Colts Saturday afternoon or evening, rather, in Indianapolis, 7 15 kick in primetime. If the Texans win, they could be the four seed, they could be the six seed, they could be the seventh seed. It all depends on how things shake out between two other games, Jags and the Titans and the Dolphins and the Bills. Quite simply, if the Texans win, they'll be the four seed if the Jags lose to the Titans. It's probably the least likely of all of these scenarios, so don't hold your breath if you want the Texans to host a playoff game against the Browns. The most likely is the seventh seed, Scenario where the Texans would face the Bills in Buffalo. That would happen if they beat the Colts, Jags beat the Titans, and the Bills beat the Dolphins. They could be the sixth seed, Clint, and they'd face the Chiefs in Kansas City if the Texans beat the Colts, Jags beat the Titans, but Dolphins beat the Bills. Which scenario would you want the Texans to best be in? Think about it. What do you want to see? Where are they most likely to be successful? Is it at home hosting a playoff game? That's the least likely. Would it be on the road? And what's funny about these is all three of them, whether it's big or small, Clint, come full circle in more ways than just one. Uh, If you think from a City of Houston historical aspect, Oilers, Bills, 1993, which, by the way, it's the 30th damn anniversary of that. Mm. 35-3 this uh, football season. Texans did beat Josh Allen and the Bills in the uh, 2019 playoffs. <sighs> overcoming a 16-point deficit in the third quarter to do so. 
It'd be nice if you give the city of Houston some retribution, vengeance, and beat the Bills at their place. This time, if you have that opportunity for just the third time in franchise history, is Buffalo that your favorite? Jan- Do you like that? Buffalo in January. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen seems to be getting things together. Joe Brady calling the calling the shots. They're running the football better. You still got digs out wide to deal with. Kincaid, that tight end they drafted out of Utah, is coming along. Yeah. What's the other big catch name? Uh, 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 Gabriel. Yeah. What's the other receiver's name? Is it Gabriel? I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's Gabriel. Yep. Number thirteen. Yeah. I, I mean, nah. I, I don't. I don't want no parts of the Bills right now. The Bills at their place. Buffalo, New York in January. There's Gabe Davis, huh? Gabe Davis. Who yeah. the hell? What is it? Gabriel? I, I, I <laughs> He's part of right. close. Short, close. Yeah, wrong name. Uh, anyway. Great um, Angel. Who? <laughs> Great Angel, yeah. <laughs> Gabriel. Um, yeah, either way it goes, Gabriel or Gabe Davis, whichever it is, I, I don't want nothing to do with Buffalo in in, uh, in January at their place. Not right now. They're, 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 they're rolling, and Josh Allen scares the hell out of me right now. Cleveland Browns, least likely scenario. Just got your ass whooped by Flacco and the Browns a few weeks ago, 36-22. Whole storyline with Deshaun Watson. Uh, You know, the draft pick between these two teams, you own their 24 first-round draft pick. It's not going to be that great. Browns, this is what I don't want to be a part of a uh, historical uh, storyline. The Browns have one road playoff win. Since 1969, beating the Steelers yeah. back in 2020. I don't want to be the third. Yeah. I don't I, want to be the third if I'm the Texans. I'm going to tell you what. I would rather not win the division so I so I don't have to see the Browns. And they say no. So you haven't changed your stance on that. This is probably my, the, my favorite the, the, the scenario. The Browns are nasty. I know they are. They were nasty against you a couple weeks. Uh, you were not even close to being up to full full strength. And you may not be this weekend, you know, against the Colts, but we're talking about a couple of weeks away. Opportunity to get even that much healthier, Clint. You'd rather face the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, a place that you'd have to revisit yep. the crime scene of 2020 when you blew a 24 to nothing lead. I know it had nothing to do with this team, but still, if we're talking about historical elements, that's one. Patrick Mahomes, for me, enough said. And, oh, by the way, the Chiefs, they tend to just be able to turn it on, especially at home. They've won some blowouts. They've won some close games. They've come back and they've won. They're 9-2 and two since 2018 in home playoff games, beating eight different organizations during that stretch. And oh, by the way, the only bright side silver lining to this is, yeah, the only reason you want to host the Chiefs it's because it sure would be nice to be that first team in the Patrick Mahomes era to knock them out of the first round of the playoffs. Hey, old Kermit the Frog here. That would be great, but... Nah, I'm going to tell you why I would like to, to get the Chiefs. One, Patrick Mahomes is not playing good football. Not even remotely close to good football. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the supporting cast that he typically has. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the defense that he had early on in the year that was that was carrying the squad. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs right now, they're nowhere near, to me, as scary as the Browns and the Bills are. And I would much rather go to their place with D'Amico Ryans calling the shots defensively 
and see if I can't knock Pat Mahomes off the off the top. That's where I'd be. No question about it. It's not even close. I'd rather go to Kansas City and face the Chiefs right now than stay at home and face the Browns. All right, all I get, right, all right. I get what you're saying. From a, it makes football sense, right? I, I know what the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes look like right now. Right now, mm-hmm. they're going to the postseason. They're they're in, and they get to host a game. And you got to go to their place on the road in those elements, potentially a place where Patrick Mahomes in this era of Kansas City Chief, coached by Andy Reid, does work against anybody. Doesn't matter who goes. Could be the Bengals. Could be the Titans. Could be the Ravens. They've done work against all of those teams in the postseason at their place. I don't like the Texans going on the road, if need be, against anybody. Give me the home playoff game every single time, especially against a team that you have recent familiarity with, right? And I know you just got your teeth kicked in, but you were missing significant pieces defensively. You were missing a significant piece offensively in your quarterback in C.J. Stroud. He's back. Presuming J.G. by this point in time is back and healthy. Will Anderson, Blake Cashman, all of these guys. And I know you got to play a game between now and then, okay? So you don't know who you're going to have. But if you give me a Texans team as close to possible at being at full strength at home against a team that you're most recently familiar with, I'm going to take that every single time. Every single time. And maybe this is short-sighted, but I think there is something to it in that you just faced a Tennessee Titans team for the second time in three weeks. And Mike Vrabel, a veteran NFL head coach, who I think we talked about all week long. Now, I heard Seth Payne say this the other day, that the Titans looked like a team that just quit. I don't know about that. I don't know how to identify that. I I just I didn't see it. I figured a, a, a coach like Vrabel would have his guys ready up to, to play spoiler. You have two opportunities in two weeks if you're the Titans to do it. Your first came against the Texans. You got your teeth kicked in. They got an opportunity to do it this weekend against the Jags. Hopefully they take care of business for the Texans in that regard. But you did that against them after winning one by the skinnier teeth three weeks ago in overtime. You needed all 70 minutes to do it. Because they did that, I like the ability by Slowick, by by D'Amico Ryans to work with you know less chips at their disposal, at, 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 at their fingertips, right? Like, they had to get creative. They had to to, 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 to to get contributions from guys they typically wouldn't get them from, guys that have only been a part of the team for two weeks. Derek Barnett, Adrian Amos, you know, like, you can go on down the list. DHC, hell, Case Keenum, you kidding me? Dalton Schultz makes one of the plays of the season. Because of that, I, I like my chances against baller. the Cleveland Browns. I wish I could I wish I could understand where you're coming from. There ain't nothing about the Titans. There ain't nothing about playing the Titans. You don't win that, that, that game, I, you're not in this situation. No, no, no I, I understand you, you that. But we're talking about the Browns. We're talking about the Browns at this point in time. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing I can take from the from the Titans game that makes me feel any way, shape, or form about the Browns game. That team was terrible. It was. And the Browns. You oh, did exactly the, the, what you're the, supposed the to do. The Browns overall are one of the better teams in football. When you talk about top to bottom, they're one of the better teams in football right now. But you're telling me right now, if you've got, if you've got 
all of your pieces back in two weeks that you didn't have two weeks ago when they beat your when they beat the Texans. But you telling me that uh, if they play that game again, the Browns win thirty six to twenty two. No, no, you, no. But but I know they're going to have one of the better defenses in in the game. And I know their offense is going to have the potential to have a receiver go for 250 and potentially score 30 points. I mean, it's not just based off of what they did against the Texans. They've, they've, they've scored a boatload of points, and and Flacco's been absolutely on fire versus everybody since he's put a, a Browns uniform on. Versus, you know, and I know Pat Mahomes, the name carries a lot of weight, but when you look at, like, Pat Mahomes and his supporting cast, I mean, it's it's it, it pales in comparison to what Flacco's got out there. Mm-hmm. I just I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I mean Pat Mahomes they've struggled to score points. I know that's crazy to think, but they, they have they, they they have struggled to score points. He's, well, he's taken possessions away from their offense. I mean, oh he's no doubt. You know he's he's no throwing doubt. interceptions. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Like to me, those are correctable things. Sure, sure they are. I mean that they they're. I mean hell, we're talking about Pat Mahomes. It's correct. I'd rather roll the dice with Pat not correcting his stuff. Then, then roll the dice with a, with a team, the Bills or the Browns, that appear to be have things corrected and be in rhythm. That, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I, it just, I would rather not win the division, get in the wild card, and go to Kansas City than win the division, mm-hmm. state claim as division champ, and have to play the Browns in your building. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. You can text in your best case scenario for the Texans assuming they beat the Colts on Saturday. Coming up next, 5 o'clock fire brought to you by Regions Bank. We've got the Texans' latest news from the practice field today and the Rockets doing some good things and a big player on the move. Texans, the ability to go up and nab them. Will they do it? We'll talk about it next at Sports Radio 610. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 